If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. Uh, you're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about the man in the mirror. I'm going to make a change. If you want to connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org, you can connect us uh, with, with that, BraveHeartsRadio.org. You can also find the past episodes in the show links section, and you can also find a Donate Now button there if you like the work we're doing, and we'd like to see us uh, uh, continue that. We'd like to help us do that. Our guest today is Winston Price. Uh, Winston is my executive producer with uh, BraveHearts Radio. And I've known uh, Winston for, for several years now. We were talking the other day, and uh, the idea of the uh, the old Michael Jackson song, "The Man in the Mirror," came up, and uh, "Gonna Gonna Make a Change" is uh, a theme of that of that song. I, I think that there's a change that we're seeing in uh, in our society now, Winston. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. And uh, we've talked about having you on the show uh, many times in the past, but uh, the first time uh, we've, we've really made this happen. So, Winston, welcome to the Bravehearts Radio Program. It's wonderful to be here with you. It's awesome. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you know, the the man in the the man in the mirror. We, uh, the the uh, uh, Sherry and I were uh watching a movie the other night uh and uh, it's a uh, it's a, a a movie called Joyful Noise it's one of these uh kind of a fun movie with the the formula of a group that's going into a competition of some kind and it's a, a singing competition and it stars uh Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton as the uh, leaders of the uh, of the uh, of the choir that's in this competition and and at some point they they have uh, a, a young girl that starts singing the song, and, uh, and I think, wow, that's really familiar. And, and uh, then they realize it's Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. And I thought, man, that is really an appropriate sentiment with uh, what's going on in the world today. And particularly, you know, you and I talked about the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, I wanted I, wa- I wanted your perspective on that, Winston, and and I, I want to really just be able to shut up and listen. Well, Brian, first and foremost, that's literally one of the first lessons I teach anybody. Um, I have a extensive martial arts background. Um, I've been doing executive producing for internet media you know, close to a decade, and I might have even told you this, you know, the first day that uh, we started training, you know, the first lesson Mm -hmm. I have to learn and I have to learn for myself is to shut up and listen. And the first lesson I teach people is shut up and listen. If you do want to change the person in the mirror, the very first Mm -hmm. thing you have to do is, guess what, Brian? Shut up and listen. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, you have to be able to objectively take in all of the data. Mm-hmm. So the very first thing I'm going to say on the Black Lives Matter movement is going to discuss the last word you used, movement. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. So there is a Black Lives Matter organization. Okay. Now, the organization is based off of the movement. So mm-hmm. anybody can be a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And one thing that okay. people fail to grasp is what mm-hmm. uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is. It is a continuation of the entire civil rights movement. And here's mm-hmm. the reason Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter because when things get better for people of color, they get better for everybody else. When the Civil Rights Act of 1968 was signed, and, well, ni- 1964 and 1968, because the first was signed in 1964, that was the first part. The second part was signed in 1968. Both of those parts never stated an individual ethnicity. They never mm-hmm. uh, stated an individual race. They never uh, stated an individual religion, sexual orientation, gender. So mm-hmm. these people of color who happened to be black started a movement that covered everybody in this nation. So when the civil rights movement was signed, it didn't say for black people only. It didn't say for mm-hmm. women only. It didn't say for Native Americans only. It covered everybody. So Black Lives Matter because when black people do something, they don't do it just for themselves. They do it for everybody. So uh, Dick Gregory, a, a comedian, some people mm-hmm. know, some people don't, uh, there is an interview of him stating this. And he said, think about it. Think about every. And now note, he's a comedian, so he uses terms that might be offensive. However, he, it, it, it's more for the funny and, and the truth of it. He said, every mm-hmm. time you go onto an airplane and you see a short, fat, ugly plane attendant, we did that. The civil rights movement did that. Before that, all you saw were six-foot, white, beautiful women. That's all Mm -hmm. you saw. Because people were able to discriminate on hiring. Mm -hmm. After the civil rights movement, we couldn't discriminate on hiring. So you had to hire the ugly person, the gay person, the black person, the whatever person. And so this is why the Black, the Black Lives Matter movement actually matters. Because if the movement does what it is set out to do, it's not just going to help black people. It's going to help everybody in this nation. I'm going to shut up and listen now. That's good stuff. Well, you know, it, it, you know what, what, what I hear you saying is, is uh, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Which which we which we talk about on the show a lot. So, if you want, if you want to help, if you when you bring someone up, you bring everyone up. Isn't that right? There you go. That's it. And and yeah. And and when you keep someone down, you you keep, keep everybody everyone down. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I. All right, I, I hear. I'm glad. You know, I'm I'm glad. I, I, I wrote in the uh, description on the show is so you know one of the hardest things for a professional speaker to do, and uh, and for a uh, maybe a, a radio radio uh, 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 radio show host is is to is to shut up and listen. You know, but uh, uh, I'm I'm glad we have this opportunity to you know to. to 
continue the conversation about this because there's there's a lot that um, I, I think that you know there's there's probably a lot that's misunderstood uh, and one of the things that is misunderstood is is that uh, when you help one it's it's the doing good anywhere does good everywhere it's when you help someone if you when you help them up you're helping yourself too and uh and that's probably uh something that you know the the part of doing good that sometimes is is uh is disparaged to say well you're just doing that cuz you feel good about it it's like well you know if that if that makes you feel good go ahead and do it you know so uh um Oh yeah! yeah I, I, um, I, anytime, anytime people bring that up, I love to bring up. Um, uh, oh, Mother Teresa! Do you think Mother mm-hmm. Teresa didn't love helping people? Do you think that she? <laughs> I mean, she got something out of it. You yeah. know, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. got something out of it. Malcolm X got something out of it. I'm looking up. Uh, Jane Jane Fonda now. I had no idea she has deep roots with the Black Panthers. Like she she literally adopted one of the Black Panthers' children when the Black Panther got locked up. Wow. You know, and 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 there's there are all these things that people are now seeing, and they're seeing it literally for the first time. This is why I love the issue that you chose the term continue the conversation. This conversation has been going on for literally hundreds of years since before the founding of this country. And this is what a lot of people don't get. A lot of people think that this is new. You know, look at someone who's 5, 10, 15, 20 years old. Yeah. Okay, they, they, ha- they, they, they have no knowledge of Rodney King. They have no knowledge of Emmett Till. They're like, oh, wow, racism is this new thing. It's not. Yeah. Um, Europe, well, it, you know, it, European... It, 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 it made me, it made me th- when you mentioned Rodney King, it, you know, I, I was thinking uh, 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 a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I looked up uh, uh, something. I found uh, Mark, Marquette Fry. Uh, Marquette Fry was the guy that got roughed up uh, that uh, touched off the Watts riots back in '65. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a, we we have a we have a timeline. I think we have a timeline that runs that says, well, that happened before me. That that therefore it's it's like you know it's like my parents' history or something like that. But this is exactly. this is a continuation. It's like when is the chain? When is the tipping point going to be? Because that's I think that's what we're seeing right now. And that is, and I do mean to say it this way, that's your privilege, mm-hmm. right? So okay. for women, right, so for women, the tipping point was in 1880. They got pissed okay. off, right? And then so for 40 years, they fought for voting rights, and they're still fighting to, to this day for, their, for the rights of their own body. So yeah. me as a male and you as a male, we have this privilege. We don't, we don't have yeah. to concern ourselves with that. So for women, yeah. their tipping point was 1880. You know, for yeah. people of color, the tipping point has been since day one, since we got here. 
you know, since we were brought here, since the Native Americans were murdered, genocide. Yeah. So, so, yeah. The, so the tip for us has been hundreds of years, and we've been fighting it. And this is a part yeah. of the man in the mirror. A lot of people are, 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 are seeing all of these bad things, and they're saying it's never been as worse. And what they need to realize is that it's always been this worse. It's going yeah. to continue to be this worse. And what's really is happening is that their veil of safety is now being removed. Well, so this, now we get the point. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. When I when I say tipping point, what I'm thinking about is the idea that um, that there, maybe that there's a um, a staying power to the awareness at this point, and and it, you know that 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 might just be something on an individual basis. You know, my own man in the mirror that says, "Hey, it's not enough just to be right. non-racist. You got to be anti-racist." Right, and that's actually a part of what I was getting into, is that the tipping point comes for any individual once their veil of safety is removed. Okay. Now, people's veil of safety, um, which is ignorance, that is the veil of safety for anything. Being ignorant of, of something is not, is not a bad thing. You're nescient. You don't know. And once ignorance is removed, you don't have that veil of safety anymore. And it's great that great people like you, and not, not saying that you have this veil, I'm saying people like you, are now having this uh -huh. veil removed. <laughs> so, now, so, so, so now these individuals can get to their tipping points. We need to get yep. everybody to their tipping point. And to get to the tipping point, one of the things that has to happen is that veil of ignorance has to be removed. Because then yeah. they can actually see themselves in the mirror and not just something that's been filtered through and then into the mirror, and then back to them through that same filter. Because don't forget how mirrors work. The light has to get there first, right? Yeah. So if you already have this filter up in front of you, the light that's coming off of you goes through that filter, then it hits the mirror, then it comes back to the filter and goes through again, right? And then you get back that information, so the more veils you can take off, the clearer um, data, because that's what light is, it's data, the clearer, <laughs> the clearer packets of, uh, of, of data you can actually see. And so yeah. what all this new left ignorance is doing, it's helping more people get to their tipping point. Well, that's, uh, you know, and, and uh, I, I want to come back uh, after we uh, come back from the break uh, and talk about uh, uh, get, taking down that veil of ignorance. And uh, if that's uh, something that we can contribute to on Bravehearts Radio, that's part of, uh, part of the reason that we started this in the first place. I'm with uh, Winston Price. He's the executive producer of uh, Bravehearts Radio, and uh, he's got uh, a terrific perspective on the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll be back with more on uh, Bravehearts Radio. Uh, stick with us. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal. 
through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of BraveHearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned into VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about the man in the mirror, how to make that change. You can connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org, BraveHeartsRadio.org. You can find all the past episodes. And uh, today my uh, my uh, guest is Winston Price. He's my executive producer with BraveHearts Radio at uh, Voice America. And uh, Winston is uh, has, has a terrific perspective on uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, we wanted to, we were talking before the break about about uh, bringing down the veil of ignorance and uh, and making that change. Um, how, how how do we how do we go about and do that on an individual basis, Winston? Right on. So there is force and there is not forced. Okay. So walking down the street and seeing somebody get stabbed in the heart forces you to see somebody get stabbed in the heart. Right, so mm-hmm. that veil of ignorance is removed for you. The other way is you remove it yourself. What we're looking at now with internet media is that we are forced to see raw data. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, if, if anyone out there doesn't know, uh, energy is data. Uh, light uh, is uh, both a wave and a particle, and light literally is data. That's what it is. So now we are inundated with this data. So now we are forced to be not ignorant. Okay, great, Winston. What do I do now? I am in this house. It's on fire. Before, I didn't know it was on fire. I just thought it was really warm. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So I'm in this house. What do I need to do to make a change? There are multiple steps in this process. They don't have to be this one, then that one, then that one. Two can happen at one time. You know, the timeline is irrelevant. These are some of the things you need to do. I'm big on the how. One of the things you need to do 
is to understand, accept the fact that you don't know something. We as Westerners, we as Westerners are some of the most arrogant people on the planet. When it comes to math scores, science scores, history scores, we are among the lowest. When it comes to confidence, we are number one. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, and, and you can go out there and literally Google it. And, and anything I, I say to people, please go out and do your own research. Don't believe me. Be a skeptic. Break out your uh, uh, Rene Descartes. Okay? Ignorance you know, is, is bliss. <laughs> right. Completely. And so the very first thing that we need to do as Westerners is understand we don't know. We could be wrong. And that is one of the toughest things for humans to do, is to come off of their arrogance, come off of their high horse. Now, also, also... Um, as Aristotle would say, it's a continuum. So also you mm -hmm. need to make sure that you're not too humble because those people that are overly humble have an ignorance veil on them as well. Right? So the very first thing that we all need to do as humans is really understand we don't know. And when you really mm -hmm. understand that, when you really accept it, you are more susceptible to change. Because one thing that animals don't like, plants don't like this either. Plants and animals, anything that we call living, they don't like something. They don't like disequilibrium. They can't stand it. They always want to come back to that um, homogeneous state. They always want to come back to that. And so once we can understand that we don't know, we literally put ourselves in a state of disequilibrium. So now guess what? We're forcing ourselves to change. Well, well, we're forcing ourselves to revert back to some state of equilibrium. So the next step is to understand, well, because I know I don't know, the things that I did know could be wrong. That's another big step. And if you didn't notice this, I'm breaking out my Rene Descartes, the skeptic, <laughs> you know. He took away all, he said he took away all the things that he believed and started off with, okay, what can I hold on to? I can hold on to, well, I'm talking to myself. I'm thinking. Well, if I'm thinking, I, I have to be. I think, therefore, I am. That's the first I thing am. that he said is true. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So we need to get to this point to understand that we don't know everything and that we can be wrong. And those are two huge hurdles that will, if you get over them properly... And don't revert back to your old ways, because your old ways are a state of equilibrium. And don't revert back to your old ways. Then you can start to go into manifesting change. I'll be quiet. That's I've been good, jabbing on for a moment. No, I, I, I like I like what you're saying. Um, you know, I I, uh, I I like the continuum of the, uh, the, the great quote from the philosopher Yoda, uh, who said, uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. And I think the, the flashpoint that people tend to see is, is the hate. Uh, and if there is an anger that leads to that, and what is the, what is the, what is the fear 
that leads to that anger that that leads to the hate which that is the is the root of the suffering and it what i just i just made a, a note uh while you were while you were uh, uh explaining about uh, rene descartes uh don't be afraid to be wrong because if if accepting the fact that you don't know something is is if, if that's what uh uh I think that's what the fear is, is that, well, maybe, the- maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, no, I don't want to be wrong. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe I don't, I don't want to be wrong. You know, uh, the, the, that's, that's the fear. Yep. Don't want to be wrong. That's one don't of the be biggest things. Be wrong. That- don't be afraid to be wrong. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, that, that's one of the biggest things I had to overcome. And it was because of how I was raised. Right? Yeah. Think about it. You go in and, you know, you're two years old and then you pee on the floor, right? Or Mm -hmm. you're running around the house naked, right? You're doing something wrong. Now, note, I was born in 1981. So back then, if you got spanked, (laughs) nobody got taken to jail, right? Ah, And so I was, (laughs) right? And, 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 and so I was raised with, you know, if you do wrong, then you get some kind of punishment. So this is a valid sound fear that people have because that's how parents raise their children. You do something wrong, you get an answer wrong, you perform wrong, you get punished. Yeah. This is something that I am not teaching my child. So we're going through, well, my children you know, going through reading lessons, going through different language lessons and things like that, to me, I don't care what the answer that they say is. My issue is say something, do something. And so my children know that if they do, if they do something wrong, if they get something wrong, they're not going to be punished for it. Like I'll walk in and there might be flour everywhere or there might be whining and crying going on. The first thing I ask them is, what happened? Exactly. And all yeah. I'm looking for is an answer. So I can figure uh-huh. out what to do. So if you tell me this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, okay, cool. And they're not going to get punished. You know, you're, you are the ages that you are. People that know me know mm-hmm. I don't give too much information out about my children. So anywho, they mm-hmm. are the ages that they are. And I go, mm-hmm. you know what? You are the ages that you are. This is no big deal. We can clean this stuff up. Right now, here's this part. If there's a lie that takes place and or some inaction that takes place, that's when particular um, uh, negative and positive reinforcements and punishments will happen. So what my children are learning is don't be, in, don't be inactive. Mm-hmm. Don't lie. That's it. Not well, there's be no incentive for them to lie. Wrong. Exactly. There's exactly. No yeah. There's no. You're 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 not you're not creating a, a, an, an incentive for them to lie to cover up their their being wrong. They're, that's exactly. That's, yeah. When, when's Father's Day? Is was that next week? Father's Day next weekend. There, there, Winston. You know, we'll put you in for Father of the Year. So. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, people uh, people tell me that you know Father's Day is whenever or whatever. There are a lot of things that I do not instill in my children, and it's not based on some dia 
philic um, religion. I'm not big yeah. on holidays. I'm not big on birthdays. I'm not big on social facts telling me and or anyone else when they should be doing or feeling something. Okay, oh, yeah. and and yeah. I understand what you're saying. You know, it's Father Day. You know, I am a rather awesome father, yeah. as people will say, <laughs> and I believe it. <laughs> and I believe it. And, and well, and, 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 know, and so I'll, I'll snap you a ahead. shot of the, uh, the the world's greatest trophy that I have in my in my in my desk downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something, something I got from the kids. Well, okay, so I want to get this out of the way right now because uh, you, you know you just said you're not big on on uh, on, on on those uh, all these uh, days. Uh, one of our great sponsors is the NationalDayCalendar.com, and uh, so I, I always at point bring this up. Today is a is a short list. It's Nature Photo- Photography Day and Smile Power Day. Uh, on the and tomorrow's just one of them. It's Fudge Day, you know. So I mean, how can you compete with uh, with Fudge Day? But right. I, I just uh, just a, something quick to say about Smile Power Day. I, I mentioned my dad a lot on the show and, and talk about him. He's one of my uh, one of my mentors originally. And uh, about a smile, he he was he he had a great sense of humor. And, and Dad used to say, uh, a smile is the best investment you can make. You can give say, it away. Say that again. And you all this all. He said. He said a smile is the best investment you can make. You can you can give it away, and you'll almost always get it right back. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh, oh my goodness. And, and guess what? And like you can tell, I'm smiling right now. You know, I can I, yeah, I can I can hear you. I can feel you smiling. You know, so and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that people, <laughs> you know, you you share that. You know, what walking down the street, you see some, you smile. You, you a lot of times you get that smile right back. And um, uh, you know, if, if if man, if that's if uh, if you, if you like it, if you learn from that today, my dad would be happy because he, as a teacher, he always said, if you learn something, it's a good day. So right on. And also taking that and moving right back into what we've been talking about, the person in the mirror. So to make the change, you have to be the change, right? Your Mm -hmm. father just didn't say, think about smiling, right? Because you actually have to, you actually have to smile. You actually have to do. So there's more than thought going on there. There is actually action. So bringing up Mm -hmm. points of women. Right. We have to understand as men that when we walk outside this house, there are certain things we never have to concern ourselves with ever. That's right. Relative to what women have to concern themselves with. And Mm -hmm. I'll be walking down the street with uh, people and I literally taught myself how to speak to strange women so that they feel more confident about themselves. Right. You can give a woman, you can give any random human a a compliment as Mm -hmm. long as it is sincere and to the point. And one thing that Mm -hmm. I used to do when I was at Indiana University Bloomington was I would walk down the street. And if I saw a female that had a very nice blouse, I would look at her and say, you have a very nice blouse. You have a great day. And I would keep walking. And some Mm -hmm. of them would just stop me and be like, you know what? Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Great. You know, so you actually have to be the change. Realize that there are Mm -hmm. things you don't have to go through. 
Realize that there are things you don't need. Also realize this whole universe is not about you only. And so give what other people need that you yourself might not need. That's a great sentiment. That's, well, you know, that, that, that is a great sentiment. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, when uh, uh, I've noticed, like, walking downtown, uh, downtown in Chicago, and uh, Sherry will get compliments, uh, normally from other women. Uh, I, uh, she gets compliments from, from, from the guys, too, but uh, when they make eye contact with me, they usually look away. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, then, uh, uh, but you know, you, you, you could, you've got this, um, uh, I, I think I just wandered off, the, off topic here. So, um, I was, I was thinking about how, you know, when you, when you said, when you go out the door, there's things you don't have to, uh, we don't have to worry about. And there's, I, it occurred to me, um, this, uh, this sense of, uh, White privilege that uh, that uh, that you hear about is something that that I uh, I, I thought well you know it's, uh, it if you don't if you don't appreciate something the opposite of that is taking it for granted mm-hmm. and so I, I I think for me the the, uh, the the veil of ignorance was lifted when I was out walking on the golf course nearby where we live and I would I would just go take hikes on the golf course. And, um, and I was, you know, I, I would just, I, w- I would be, be sure to give a good look to make sure I wasn't getting in anyone's way because I didn't want to be discourteous to the people who were playing golf. And, you know, frankly, being downrange from them is, is a little dangerous if they don't know you're there. <laughs> um, but it, it also occurred to me that, that my experience for that as, as a white man here in, in suburban Chicago was I, I just took it for granted. You know, it's like I, I just go out and walk on the golf course. And I think it, I, I just expect knowing something more about this, realizing something more about this, that for a black man, it would be a different experience. Oh, completely. There was a veil of ignorance that I had as a child. I never understood really why my parents would get so frantic when my cousin and I would go out for walks. We didn't know Uh better. You know, we were between the ages of 10 and 15 years old. Um, There was one time we were walking from church, and uh, so we were both uh, ushers, so we had on black slacks, black shoes, Uh white shirt, tie. We were dressed up for church to be ushers. And we mm-hmm. um, walk home, and we get pulled over by the police, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the police pat us down. Oh, no, we're 12 years old. We don't know no better, right? Wow. And so we're like, okay, cool. you know, we uh, empty our pockets and whatnot and da-da-da-da, get everything back. And we come home and tell our parents, and they just start crying. They were just, they were wow. so happy that, that, that we made it back. We didn't know what was going on. And wow. so when we would walk, uh, yeah, uh, so we would walk from our place in the community, uh, Brightwood, Indiana, 46218, say word. Uh, we, would, we would walk from there to downtown and back. And that would take us, you know, six or, or, or eight hours. 
Yeah. Now, note, this is before Rodney King, and we didn't yeah. understand what we were putting ourselves into. Wow. You know, we didn't understand that there were literally people out there that would call us the N-word and then kill us. Uh, one, of yeah. your, um, one of your host sisters, Cheryl Jones, has a friend of hers who in 2006 was in Michigan at a, um, I believe it was 2006, was in Michigan at a concert. Somebody called her the N-word, tied her mm-hmm. up to a truck, and then ran, uh, no, and, and then, uh, uh, and ran her over. They, they didn't tie her up. That was another person down in uh, wow. Texas. They, just, they, they, they called her the N-word and then ran her over yeah. with the truck. Wow. And that's 2006. Okay, um, and so I, we really didn't get it. So we had our our own veil of ignorance. We had our own youth privilege. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, we just, and so yeah, well, ignorance yeah. ignorance is ignorance is, is is often confused with stupidity, and is surely not the same thing. It's just you just don't know. It's you not, don't have the experience. Um, that's it. Winston, we're, uh, we're up against a break here again, and uh, we're going to come back and, uh, and close things out uh, when, we, when we come back from our, uh, from our, our second break uh, on uh, Bravehearts Radio. Thanks, uh, thanks for staying with us. We'll be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we've been talking 
about the man in the mirror. It's time to make a change and raising the veil of ignorance. And we, we got uh, a lot of uh, uh, things that we could we could call this show today. I've uh, been uh, connected with uh, Winston Price. He's my executive producer with uh, Bravehearts Radio and uh, got some tremendous perspective on, on a variety of issues, in, in particular the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, we'll finish up the show with some ideas and tips and things about how you can get involved and, and how, uh, how, how you can help make the change. Uh, I wanted to share uh, a, a story about uh, uh, when I was a kid. Uh, you know, we lived in North Dakota. My dad was a teacher at the college. My mom stayed at home with the, with the you know, took care of us at home. Uh, we, we would take, you know, a big trip was to go to Minneapolis. So I suppose I was 10, 11 years old. My brother was 9 or 10. And we, we went to Minneapolis. And, you know, this is long enough ago, uh, early 70s, that uh, the, uh, uh, the downtown Minneapolis had uh, the, the kind of motels that you drove up and you'd either have a, a, a door that you went in or you went upstairs and there was a door on the balcony, that kind of a, you know, like a drive-up motel uh, in downtown in the, in the biggest uh, Place downtown was a place called the Fauchet Tower, and yeah, 38-story building. Well, Russ and I, my brother, we would we would walk over to the bus station, and we would hop on a bus, and we would go out to Bloomington, Minnesota, for the uh, the Twins games, and uh, we'd buy some two-dollar center field bleacher tickets, and you know, we'd go stand behind the third base dugout with the other kids and uh, get chased out of there every once in a while. But you know, we 10, 11, 12 years old, you know, all by ourselves for the whole day. We didn't have cell phones. Our parents just let us get on the bus and go. And, and uh, it, it, that's that's the way uh, that that we grew up. And uh, what what a difference! And you know, what a what a uh, I don't. Imagine my mom would have, was probably nervous about us, but I don't think my dad probably was too much. So uh, I wanted to share that with you because it's quite a contrast to the to the story that you just told, Winston. Oh yeah, our parents were frantic any time we went out the door, and it was because of what they went through. Um, some yeah. people will say, you know, well, what did Martin Luther King Jr. absolutely uh, actually do and there's one answer to that that people just go oh okay and the answer to that is well he made it able so that i can walk outside and be less likely to be murdered because i'm black well and and that's what people just don't get you know take this as you will women get sexually assaulted because they are women for no other Mm -hmm. for no other reason it doesn't matter what they wear, what they look like, what they smell like, what they say, what they do. It doesn't matter. They get assaulted sexually because they are women. I don't have that issue. I don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. You, can't, yeah. you can't take off being a woman. Like You can't take off being a woman like it's a uniform. You can't do mm-hmm. it. You know, I can't take my skin off. I got to go out with mm-hmm. it every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that point. And getting really into, you know, the list of what people need to do, have change be made to make that change within themselves. 
Again, this list is uh, polydimensional. Any of these can happen at any time. One thing is that the veil of ignorance needs to be removed, either forcibly or forcibly. You know, a person has to understand that they do not know everything. And many of the things that they do know could be wrong. Another thing to do is go out and actually do. And this is one of the reasons why I say they all don't have to happen in a particular order. You don't have to believe in it right now. Start off with the last things I said. Just start doing stuff for people. You know, you don't even have to believe it, but I, and I promise you, you'll start changing other people's lives. And then you'll start seeing that. And then guess what? That veil of ignorance is going to be removed. So of these things, having the veil of ignorance being removed, understanding you're not always right, you don't know everything, and actually going out and doing for others, things that you don't need. Those are some those are some things to start it off. Yeah, that's some good stuff. You know, I, I, and uh, I, what I take away that the, the, you know the veil of ignorance. Don't be afraid to be wrong. Get over the fear that you can be wrong. And uh, that's, I guess that's 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 easier said than done. But um, just uh, know that you you've heard it here. It's it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. And 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 don't be afraid to be wrong, and uh, just and then smile. Absolutely, best investment you can make. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess about four weeks ago we had a had a, a show where we were talking about the idea that uh, uh, you know the the the, uh, the show I have a name, and uh, that was this uh, this sense that uh, what an aha moment it was for me. To realize that uh, the, the, the man uh, shaking a cup on the bridge uh, had had a name. You know, he's like he's, he mm-hmm. is someone. He he's he um, uh, he he was someone, and he wants to be someone again. And and uh, Jacqueline uh, that that had the uh, the organization, she said she said that's that's the key is that they want to be part of the community again. You know, so uh, recognizing that you know people are people are people. They have their own. Uh, they they have you know this this idea that uh, Earl Nightingale, uh, one of my mentors, said, uh, treat everyone as if they're the most important person in the world. And he said That's we it. do that for two two really important reasons. One is is to each person they are the most important person. And second, he said, that's just the way people ought to treat each other. And I know that's that's always such a high standard to live up to. And, and my my mentors have always created a high standard to live to live up to. Uh, Earl Nightingale's standard, Albert Schweitzer, and, and one of the things he said is that we tend to treat our family one way and everyone else not quite as well. We can no longer afford to do that. Uh, that's a high standard, and that's that's hard to. That's it. It it is. It is hard to uh, live up to that, and, and frankly, I think a lot of people just just wouldn't even agree with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Dad had well, yeah. high standards too. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's the there's the whole idea of well the um, the thought experiment of the train. There's a split in the tracks, and you've got one person on one side and five people on the other side. You know, who do you save? And people go, oh, we saved the five. And then they go, okay, well, the person that is the one on the track is somebody that you love, right? And then mm-hmm. the answers change. And it's really yeah. tough for people to make those other five people that they don't know just as important as that person that they love. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. But take it, you know, take it, you know, take but polydimensionally. Uh, I, I think I follow what you mean by that. It's like it, it doesn't matter. It's it's not a linear thing where you where you can say it has to be this, then this, then this. It's like uh, do any of these. Do doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And uh, we, yep. you know, we 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 keep coming back to that, man. It's uh, I, I, it's it's so true and it's so it's so real. Uh, and and this is a good example of where. Uh, making the change, you know, just be be the change you want to see in the world. And that's uh, that, that, I think that's from Gandhi. You know that there's uh, great thoughts uh, that uh, that ought to be shared, and um, you know, we'll just we'll just keep on doing that with uh, with the, the work that we're doing with uh, uh, Voice America and with Bravehearts Radio. Uh, Winston, you're one of my mentors too. I I really have appreciated and uh, uh, enjoyed the experience that I've had learning to do the radio show from you. And I, I I'm afraid I I haven't lived up to even my expectations for for uh, <laughs> what this show ought to be. But uh, you know we we are on our way. So uh, so we want to thank the. Uh, Thank the listeners for uh, being with us this week. We've been talking about The Man in the Mirror with Winston Price. We're on Bravehearts Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to check out our BraveheartsForKids.org, and please consider donating now. Uh, If you're interested in any of the uh, mission-building workshops that we're doing, you can email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. And please plan to join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Next week, we'll be talking about clean water, empowered girls, and spiritual connectedness. Man, that's a, that's a big topic, and our guest is to be determined. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. We'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.